Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. I want to address the elephant in the room, and I'm sure at this point, after listening to three episodes prior to this, you're thinking he's literally going to have an elephant sound. <laughs> have I gone a little nuts with the sound effects as if I'm some kind of 1970s radio DJ? I have. And you're thinking, what has changed? Is it something as simple as he subscribes to a service or he can now get that music for his films and he's taking advantage of it for his podcast? What a crazy idea you have there. And the answer is yes, that's what I'm doing. So sorry about it, but uh, it's going to continue. In this episode, we're going to cover where we left off last time. And I think I gave you a brief summary of why, so I won't bore you again. If you are listening to this episode for the first time, go back two episodes to episode 131. This is a three-part series that is most beneficial when taken in that order. I'm sure you could listen to them all cart, as it would be described, of course, in music. That's how they do that. Um, but it won't have as much impact. So please go back to 131. If not... I'm starting off here talking about what I did when I began all of this in its most recent incarnation. Not just the podcast where I started making declarations and promises to you, the audience, but when I started doing that to individuals back in 2017, when I was about to change everything. Stop drinking, get in shape, go from 209 pounds and drunk to 158 pounds and sober. So that's going to start right now. This isn't my last episode of the year, okay? And uh, if it's next year, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> there's a thing that happens when you start doing all the things you said you would. You know, I'm devoted an entire episode to the films I've made and the scripts I've written and the accomplishments I've ticked off this last year. I, I should I should have an entire episode of that. Maybe I will. But I told all of you I was going to do it. I once told two of my closest friends when I went to Weight Watchers, when I sobered up and I weighed 209 pounds, I said, I'm going to change all this. You can come on to the meeting with me and follow or not, but I'm going to change all of this. That's on hyperbole. I can bring those people on. I still know them. I said, I'm going to change all this. You can come with me. And you're going to think if you saw me or perused the uh, information superhighway and went to the... Um, that uh, face place, friends there, and you saw a picture of me and my wife, you'd be like, what, this guy was heavy, overweight? Yeah, I was. When I went into that Weight Watchers meeting at 209 pounds, drunk, not literally, but minded, probably was hungover, it was tough. I had my wife go with me, I was confused, I didn't know if I'd signed up right, she helped me out, and uh, now I've been like 157 or something like that. I lost 60 pounds and now I found a good place vegetarian, sober for more than four years, all that stuff. And this was a hiccup, right? I wasn't usually that overweight. I was seven years sober before that. But I got off track and I, you know, needed to be righted. And there was a lot of pain inside those two years. But when I went to that first meeting, I tried to bring friends with me and I have changed everything. And they haven't necessarily. And that was a choice. Right? New Year's is a lot of pressure and I always say do it now 
so that when you go to New Year's, and if you're hearing this in July, your New Year's, whenever you want it to be, make a significant date, Google a date, say, what are the significant dates this month? You'll find one. Uh, the invention of peanut butter, that'll be your date. You know, the, uh, the invention of the rubber duck, that'd be a great one. That'll be your date. That's your new year, rubber duck year. I'm saying you don't have to wait for milestones that are collective. It's actually better not to because you go to the gym on January 1st and, you know, crazy town. Not that bad. But I'd say do it while the emotion is high. Make the decision. Sign up for the thing, right? Because you will cool off and then you will regret. When you make the decision to do something difficult, you're in a warm, comfortable house. Or it's a cool, comfortable house. Either way, it's comfortable. By the time you get to the commitment, the fears that you have that moment are different than the ones you made when you're excited about the idea. When you sign up for something, you're thinking about the result. What would it be like to be a marathon runner? Not what would it be like to run four miles a day during the rain and cold. That's not fun. But that's why you sign up for these things. Because you're holding yourself accountable to those days you don't want to do it so you can accomplish that goal. Here's the thing I'll tell you about finishing marathons, jumping out of planes, going to college when you're middle-aged. Depending on how long I live, I don't know, but you know, let's say I'm not middle-aged. Whatever I am, I'm older. All those things that I heard in the personal development books I listened to recently just for fun, the people who are giving you the advice have not done the things. I quit my job 12 years ago, and I went out on my own, and I started my own business, and I do my own thing, and I wanted to be in the Screen Actors Guild and be a professional actor, and I was, and then I wanted to be a director and a writer, and I am. And those time periods are huge, so it didn't happen as quickly as I just said it. Trust me, there was a lot of pain and suffering inside there, but I am those things. It won't be that hard for you, I promise you that. It was hard for me. Point is, I'm doing all those things and been all those things that those people talk about but haven't done. And here's my advice to you. Do it. Nike, they, they have it. Just do it. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> it doesn't get better than that, I don't think. Other than I just did it, which is better, but you don't get that till afterwards. Journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. These words have been destroyed because they are spoken by morons. Right? Education's great. School is stupid. Education's very important. It separates <laughs> the chasm between... Chasm? Chasm? Gasm? Chas clausum. The clausum between a person who's educated... Top of my class, remember. The person who's educated and the person who isn't is the access to the information that helps you play the game of life. So education is important, Right? And I'm telling you from a place of education, which means that I've done it. I've walked the miles. It took me 20 years to have 20 years experience. It took me running marathons to tell you about marathons. Unlike some people, I had to run it to tell you what it's like. The first marathon I ever ran was on my own in Mammoth at altitude, 8,000 feet, and I ran 28 miles, which is an ultra marathon. I didn't even know it. It almost killed me. At least it felt that way. But... That guy put a penny in the jar of my subconscious that made who I am now possible. Didn't happen overnight. But that's what's going to happen for you, too. Maybe running the marathon is just something you want to check off your bucket list. But even if it's not a marathon, that's a great example because everyone knows it is a difficult thing for people to do. Whatever it is, it starts by doing it, and it ends by doing it. And then here, here's the coolest part. I will tell you the cool part because I've helped... I want to say it humbles me because, you know, it's true, but that sounds like bullshit, so I won't. 
I say this from a place of non-ego. I have been a part of six people over the last year and a half's sobriety. Uh, I have been either given credit for it or or helped in the uh, application of them being sober. And all of them are sober over a year, some of them much longer than that. But when they were getting sober, I told them, the person you'll be a year from now will be different. And they're like, well, how do you know? I'm like, I know. <laughs> you'll lose weight. You'll want to do other stuff. You'll want to challenge yourself at a level you haven't before. And they're like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, because the person you are who is not drinking is different than the person you were who was. And that person who's sober has already showed your subconscious what you're capable of. And therefore, the envelope of possibilities of your life's potential has increased. And I'm not telling you to get sober. My wife certainly wouldn't have to because she doesn't like drinking. And you may be totally okay at drinking. So it's not about drinking. It's about when you accomplish that thing, stand up, jumping out of a plane, going back to school, running a marathon, leaving your job, starting a business, pursuing your dream as a artist. Once you do that first thing and you finish it, you're going to think, oh, wow, I'm done. No, then you go, wow, what else can I do? What else can I do? And that's the juice. That's the juice. My mom and I were crying when she had to send me to special ed when I was that afraid. That was the beginning of this episode. And it's how the last episode ended. And it was the hardest thing for me. Hardest thing for me. Bullied by the students, bullied by the teachers, and not understood by anyone except for my mother and some uh, special family members. And I went back to that hellhole at this age. So if I can, you can. And that's cheesy, but it's true. Because I'm not special. I I could show you the paperwork. Like I said before, in in college, I was the lowest level of spelling (laughs) on this test for people who had learning disabilities. So I guess in the sense that I'm special being that I am unique, that's what special is, good or bad, um, then yes, I'm, I'm especially bad at school. And I graduate top of my class during COVID with the help of two people that without whom I couldn't have done it. So that's another lesson, I guess. And I didn't mean for it to be, but it's true. I always wanted to do things on my own. I always thought my life was tough. My childhood was tough. My adulthood was tough. I'm the only one who can get me to the next level. That has not been the case the last year. And I wouldn't have been able to do what I did or brag about what I'm bragging about, even if it feels like I'm not. I don't mean it to be, but there probably is something there. But I did not accomplish it alone. Oh, God. (laughs) Having to be the person who says that is torture because I know how cliche that is. Cliches are, you know, what are they? There are things that remarkable people have done that they say because it's, you know, there's a unification to it. And they're called cliches by the people who can't accomplish it. When you win an Oscar, I'm sure you feel humble. Because I bet it's damn hard to win an Oscar. And when you finish a marathon, you feel humble. Because it's so hard to run a marathon. And if you say, well, that's, that's a cliche, you should feel boastful. It's not how you feel. The cliche is humility because it's hard. And humans feel about the same way about the same things because we have more in common than we do that separates us. 
You are capable of things you never thought you could do. And I know that because since I started this show, I have a verbal, historical piece of evidence where you walked this path with me, which is what I intended to do. When I started these episodes two years ago, I was depressed. I had lost two very close people to me. I was sad, and I was scared. I'm none of those things. And you can listen to episode one to now, if you don't believe me. I welcome you to do that. And don't think it's selfish, because I don't make any money when you do that. I'm doing this to help you. And with that, instead of saying I'm out of words and continuing to talk, I will say, I'm Jet Dunlap, I'm out of words. I'm a college graduate who graduated at the top of his class who has written seven scripts this year and done six movies. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've done stand-up comedy. And I'm damn proud of it. I hope you had a good year. Talk to you next time. You have been listening to the soundtrack of Jet Dunlap's newest movie, The Earth Mover, coming out in February of 2022. We'd like to thank you for your continued listenership, and we look forward to hearing from you next year. I realize I said Jet Dunlap's movie, and I'm also Jet Dunlap, and that sounds weird, so I had to address it because, you know, yeah, you get it, but don't let that take away from your year. Have a good year, and I look forward to seeing my films, and I look forward to seeing what you're capable of.